We're going to start a series today called Transformed, and uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be good. Here, here's the idea for today that we're going to be talking about, all right? Healthy people, they do healthy things, all right? Healthy people, they do healthy things. The reason people are healthy is because they do healthy things. That's what creates health. So we're going to kind of talk about one of the things healthy people do is they set goals. And so we're going to be talking about goal setting and setting goals, why they're important, even what the Bible has to say about goals um, and, and why we need to, to do that. Um, for, the, for the next seven weeks, we're going to be talking about spiritual health. We're going to talk about physical health, mental health, emotional health. We're going to tra- talk about transforming the way we think, the way we feel. We're going to talk about financial health, how to transform the way we use and, and think about money. Uh, we're going to talk about relationships, about relational health, about your career, and really about the rest of your life, what that means and what it looks like. As we start this year, I'm really excited about it. In fact, we even have today's introduction. Next week, we kind of kick it off, and, it, and we have a book that you can even um, buy. It's, it's only $10. It's called Transformed. It's a journal. It's going to take, take us through 50 days. Um, if, if you like this kind of stuff to kind of track with us as we go as a, as a, as a church for these next seven weeks, they'll be available next week. Uh, the first 25 or $10. After that, they go up to $15 because we'll have to order more. It's, it's a really nice book. I'll, we'll put it on the back table if you're interested. We'll look at it. You can. That's just a way to kind of track with us and, and keep moving just through this series with us. The theme verse is kind of Romans, is Romans 12, 2 that says, Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Really, we're going to talk about how we think about life and how we think about things is really important. And we're going to talk about that. We've kind of hit this, this, this verse for a, a few different messages in the last five months because it's important. It, the way we think is going to impact how we act throughout the, throughout the week, throughout the days. How we think about things is really important. So we're going to be talking about this. Today, we're talking about healthy people doing healthy things. And really, this series is about your potential. It's about possibilities. It's about the future and making the best choices for the rest of your life. And really, so you can live out the best life. So we want to see people succeed in life. And so for the next seven weeks as we go through these, we're going to hit different key areas of our life that says, hey, you need, if you're going to be healthy, you do health, healthy people do healthy things in these different areas. And so today we're talking about goals and why they're important. Okay? So we'll be talking about six reasons why goals are important. So three years ago, I signed up for this fundraiser. I'm part of the cycling team that, that rides across the state of New Mexico. Uh, that, that would be 500 miles. And we do it in five days. And so on our bicycles, which is awesome, and it sounds like a lot, right? You're like, whoa, that's a lot. So the first year I signed up, I, I thought, man, it can't be that hard. And then I started training for it, and I was thinking, oh, man, this is going to be really challenging. The first day of the 500, we, we start up at the, the border of Colorado, and we, go, we end at the border of te- the, the Texas border. And so when we started that first day, um, nobody told me that the first day you climb up the Continental Divide, which is like, yeah. <laughs> 80% of the day, you're climbing up, going up a hill, you know? Because everybody says, well, you're going from the top to the bottom. It's like downhill, right? Yeah, you wish. So the first day, we're in about 20 miles, and um, my legs are burning. I am, I am realizing that I'm not in as much shape, as well of a shape that I should be, and, and I'm starting to question my ability to, to finish five days. And I start thinking, what did I get myself into? Like, this is going to kill me. Like, I don't think I'll be able to make five days. And it was really, really difficult. As we went to that first day, my legs were so sore the next day, I thought, great, I have four more days of this. Like, what did I sign up for? For the last three years, our team, it's called Bike for the Light, uh, has raised over, I think it's close to $60,000, $70,000 for missions and for, yeah, that's great, right? You can give that a hand. That's good. <clears throat> a group of guys that get to get, a lot of them are pastors, some of them are just people in the church that want to help out. We raise money for mission, missionaries to buy them vehicles for disaster organizations like Convoy of Hope who go and rescue people up through tornadoes and um, people like kids in, in, in Haiti with the earthquakes. 
just these great organizations that we support and help. Well, we, we've been doing this the last three years, and, and I've been a part of it. It's awesome. Robert, teacher pastor, he's also been a part of it, just does a great job. Well, that first day, I thought I was going to die. Leading up to it, you know, you prepare a little bit to get there. But, but here's what I learned. And, and every guy, we talked at the end of the five days. We, we accomplished it. We made it. We were tired. Um, my legs hurt for days after that. Um, but we had, a, we, had a goal, we had a goal in mind that we were trying to accomplish. The goal was to ride across the state of New Mexico to help raise support and finances for people that can't raise it themselves. Like we say, we ride our bikes so missionaries don't have to ride their bikes. We buy them vehicles, which is really cool. Now, we ride our bikes so people can come to find this awesome message that, that Christ has for them. There was times that I thought, it's in, this goal is impossible. It's too big. It's too large. I can't do it. But every day we had people, I had people with me. I think it was really helped, and we kept doing it. At the end of the five days, we all talked about it. And you know what everybody said? They said, okay, that was one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my life. But if, if I can do this in five days and accomplish this, what else in life have I been missing out that I've told myself it's too hard to do? Because really, we all said, this seems really hard. It's, and a lot of people I've talked to, this, it's too hard to do. I can't do that. And so they just don't do it. And what we all found is we, we had more belief in our ability and what God, the potential God put inside of each of us after that ride. Like, it inspired me to be a better person because I said, man, for the last five, for this five days, I did this much. What could I do in five years? What could I do in five weeks? What could I do in 10 years? See, a lot of people get stuck in life because they think, they, they look at the end goal, the 500, and they think that's impossible. Well, you can't think of it that way. Like the, the picture we just saw, it's, take, it's a step at a time. It's a day at a time. It's a choice and a decision that we make at a time that's going to lead us to that really big mountain that we're trying to climb. The answer is not to shrink the mountain and set, not set good goals. The answer is just take, begin to take steps towards that. If somebody had asked me, how do you ride 500 miles in five days? One pedal at a time. And there's some days it really is that. You're like, I want to go home. I want to be in bed. And you just, you just keep pedaling and you keep pedaling. And that's a great position. I think I'm going to do it again this year. So, and you just keep doing that. And so goals are really important. And we're going to talk about that. Six reasons today why goals are important. Number one, goal setting is a spiritual responsibility. Number one is goal setting is a spiritual responsibility. We can find examples of every person who walked with God being a, a person that was goal-directed. Every single person, you can find an example where God led them and said, hey, let's do this. Let's accomplish this. Let's, let's get to this place. It's a goal that they're, they're striving for and accomplishing. I'm going to give you one example of one of the people that, that God used. His name is, is, is Paul, the Apostle Paul. He planted a lot of churches throughout Europe and really the world. He wrote a lot of the New Testament in our, in our Bible. Well, well, this is what he says, all right? So, so um, the Apostle Paul, he says, I know that I'm not yet what God wants me to be. I know that I'm not yet what God wants me to be. Anybody relate? Yeah, we're not quite there yet. There's a lot of work in us. So he's saying, and he's doing a lot of good work at this point in his life, and he's saying, I'm still not quite there where, 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 uh, that God wants me to be. I haven't reached that goal, but I keep moving toward it to make it mine because Christ made me and saved me for this. I know that I haven't yet reached my goal, but there's one thing that I always do. Forgetting the past and straining towards what is ahead. I keep my eyes focused on the goal so that I may one day win the prize. Keep my eyes focused on the goal so that I may one day win the prize that God has called me to receive through Christ in the life above. All of you who are spiritually mature should think think this same way too. So do me a favor in your notes. If you you are taking notes, if you're writing or if if you're listening later and you you want to circle, circle uh, those three things, the goal, my goal, okay? There's three goals there. Circle those three, saying, man, these are important. He's talking about three different goals he has there. 
I haven't attained the goal, reached the, my goal, God's goal that he has for me. But he goes on to say, all of you who are spiritually mature should think the same way too. Healthy people do healthy things, right? So we're set, part of it is setting goals and knowing where we're trying to get to in life. One of those things is also growing up and maturing. If we're going to be healthy, we need to learn how to mature. It's part of, it's part of the process of becoming mature. And he says those that are spiritually mature need to think the same way too. Because here's the truth, okay? Either you're going to set goals and you're going to decide what's important for your life or other people are going to do it, are going to decide for you. You set goals and tell what's say what's important for your life or others will dictate that and, and set them for you. You're going to go through life by, desi- by design or default. It's your choice. You're going to go through life by design or default. Default is just kind of one day you wake up and like, wow, it's been 10 years and I don't know what I accomplished. Design is like, in 10 years, this is where I want to be in different areas. We'll talk about the next seven weeks with my relationship with God, where I want to be relationally with people, where I want to be mentally. And we begin to know where we're going. We set those. Decide. You have to decide and make a decision. Where am I going to be? The second thing is why goals are important is goals are statements of faith. Isn't it like a business thing? Like I know athletes set goals, um, but is it a spiritual thing? Yeah, I think so. I, I believe it's very spiritual at its core because God had a plan when he created the universe. Right? We, we see that. It's very obvious. The way the solar system works, there was a plan there. He had goals and specific things that needed to be accomplished. He has goals for your life. He has goals for my life. He has goals for the world, for history. And he wants, he wants to t- partner with us to help us discover those goals. So when it comes to God, when we're say, say, saying a statement of faith, it, it's, it's really, um, uh, in fact, it says we cannot please God without faith. It's impossible to please God without faith, is what one of the, the scriptures said, Paul says, it's impossible. We need to have faith if we're going to please God. Faith is believing in something that we really can't see quite yet. It's not in front of us. We're hoping for it. We're, we're striving for it. We're, we're, we're making steps towards it. See, because when it comes to faith, we limit God by our unbelief. When I'm talking about the bike ride, some people just don't believe in, in, my, in ourselves. I really didn't believe myself that first year. At the end of it, I begin to say, wow, what else can I do in life if I would have goals and have, have a, an action plan to get there? So goals are statements of faith. Here, here's the truth when it comes to goal setting, right? We overestimate what we can do in a year, and we underestimate what we can do in 10. See, sometimes we're trying to accomplish so much in this first year that we don't ever make it because it's so big and so large, we can't put enough steps to get there. But what if we plan for 10 years? What would that look like if we begin to dream a little bigger and begin to not limit God by even our small thinking sometimes? What would it look like? A year ago, no, two years ago, in 2013, um, I met with 11 pastors, not 11 pastors, I met with, yeah, I think it was 11 pastors, from, from our, our state or our network. And, and I, I began to talk with these guys and says, hey guys, I want to start a church in Santa Fe. Here's the plan. And so we, we prayed for a long time, created this plan called The Grove, and, and we, we began to uh, dream about this. And we, we brought it to these guys and we said, what do you guys think? And they said, Eric, um, your plan call, is asking for a lot of resources. How are you going to raise all these resources? And I'm like, well, you guys are pastors, right? Like, you understand this. We have a big God. It's going to happen. I didn't say that. I said, I have no idea. But, <laughs> but I believe God has asked us to do this. So if, if he wants us to do this, he's going to help us with this. If not, we adjust our plan and make it work. We, we, we believe this is what God is asking us to do. So our plan's not perfect. We might be asking for too much. We might ask asking for too little. Well, you know what's cool? 11 months before our church started, I met these guys, pastors. That's what it was, 11 months, not 11 pastors. 11 months before our church started... <laughs> That's, that's an important number there, right? And 
these guys, they, they met. There was a good, good amount of guys there, pastors. And some of them were saying, hey, and I didn't know this at the time. I, I presented this plan, and this plan was the biggest plan for a church plant they've ever seen before in our, in our, in our network, in our state. And they said, um, so at the time when they're asking, I look back, now I understand what they're saying. Like, um, how are you going to accomplish this? Because nobody else has ever done this. And I took it kind of personal, like, like they're saying, well, who do you think you are? Like, wh- what makes you think you're going to be able to pull this off? They weren't saying it like that, but that's kind of how you take it sometimes. And I was thinking, it's not who I think I am. It's who I think God is and what he wants to do. Amen. And I didn't answer that because these are all your thoughts you're thinking, you know, like, we're going to do this. And we're just excited. Or we're just wanting to do it. And so we didn't limit God. They said, okay, well, you can, let, let's make this plan. Let's work a little more on this plan. And let's start in January. And that gave us nine months to plan for, for the church, for the Grove. While we started raising support, guess how, much, how long it took us to raise the whole plan, the budget that we planned for? Eight months. A month before we launched, everything that we planned out came in. And you know what they all said? This is, this is amazing. This is awesome because we didn't even think you were going to get halfway there, Eric. <laughs> and, and because people say, you don't know our economy. It's, it's hard to do this. And, man, it's, it's, and even sometimes people of faith will, will lower our, our standards. But we underestimate sometimes what we can do if we have these goals in place. See, the difference between a goal and a dream is you put a deadline on it. The difference between a goal and a dream is you put a deadline on it. Two, four years ago, we began to dream about starting a church in Santa Fe. It was just a dream. We began to dream about it. Well, in November, when we met the pastors, we said September 21st of 2014 is when we want to start this church. Okay? We put a date on it, which went from being a dream to reality. And then we had this... This, this pressure of saying, now you've got to get ready for September 21st. And now everything we did, we began to, to do that, so build a team and all this. When I met with them in November, I, we didn't have a team. We didn't have any finances. We didn't raise any more money. It was just a dream. And we began to f- create this, this plan. And, and God has honored it. And it's awesome to see what God has done in five months. So we're five months old, I, think, I believe, um, next week. In five months, we've seen over 100 people either come to commit their lives or recommit their lives to Christ. That's cool. So that means 100 people that have come to the service, sometime in the service, they have had this interaction where they say, what you're saying, I think this could help my life, and I want in on this. And, and they've committed their life or recommitted their life to say, I'm going to follow Christ in this. See, Because we, we believe that um, God, he sent his son, Jesus, to die to give us this way, this, this model, this plan for life, to live the best life possible. And we invite that in. So don't underestimate, don't put too little of dreams, right? Or too little of, of dreaming and planning into it. If you don't have a date, a deadline on your goal, it's not a goal, it's just a dream. Dreams are good, but you need both. You've got to be in for those deadlines. So number three, okay, why are goals so important? Because goals focus my energy. Focus is the key to an effective life. It's not about being okay in 30 things, but rather I'm really good in this one thing or these two things. And we focus our energy and our time into it. See, light diffused, it has no power. The sun is this great light, but because it's diffused over, it doesn't start things on fire. But if you take that same light source and you get a glass or a, you know, a bottle or a magnifying glass and you begin to focus that light and energy somewhere, what can you do? Anybody done this before? You know, you can light grass on fire with your magnifying glass. Ladies, I know you did it too. You know, pretend you've never done this. So you get this glass and it focuses the energy and you can create fire. So when, 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 when you have a goal, it focuses my energy. It focuses our energy. In fact, if, if you can focus enough light, you can create a laser. And we know lasers are incredibly powerful. They can cut through metal still, right? Lasers can, can uh, kill cancer, right? They use lasers to kill cancer. 
So when you focus some kind of an energy source, you can create something and do something amazing with that energy. Well, goals help focus our energy and say it's really important. See, a lot of times in life we don't accomplish a lot because we have our little magnifying glass saying, hey, this is where I want to focus. Wait, that looks better. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to focus on this. No, I'm going to go over here. Where if we would begin to say, you know what, let's just do a few things really well. Let's focus on that. Let's, let's create that goal and begin to take steps towards that. We will begin to see this. See, it's about having a laser-focused life where you can use your life to do amazing things. We look at people like Martin Luther King Jr. We celebrated his life a couple of days ago. Why does a country celebrate one man, take a whole, one day to take off work and to be able to honor his life? Because he was a laser-focused man who said, I have a goal and I have a dream and we're going to accomplish this. And he began to use his life. People throughout history, the ones that were focused are the ones that made an impact. What could you do in, in a year if you're focused? What could you do in 10 years if you were focused and, and had a laser focus? Because goals, they focus my energy. See, here's the truth. Oh, and this is why we do growth track for the Grove. Every Sunday night we have this growth track that takes place. Some people told me, I've gone to church for a long time. I need to go. No, you do need to go because we teach where we're focusing our energy on and why. And then we give people opportunity to say, would you sign up and be a part of us focus energy so we can see another 100 people this next year come to Christ? And we talk about why we focus the way we focus and what we focus on. That's why growth track is so important. One-on-one, we talk about this, the heart of the grove, why we, why we do the church the way we do. So tonight at 5, you can join us. Um, here's the truth. You can spend your life, you can waste your life, or you can invest your life. You can spend it, you can waste it, or you can invest it. And the greatest use of your life is to invest in the things that are going to outlast it. So whatever you spend your life on, if it's going to outlast you, it was a really good investment. Do you think Martin Luther King, looking back, says, man, that was a life well worth spent? I guarantee it. It cost him his life. It cost everything. But I bet you he said, I will do it again. See, Christ, he came and died on this cross. In three years, I mean, it took, it took a, pl- a plan working out, but he started his ministry about 30 years old. And then in three years, he began to mentor and train his disciples and then died on, this cr- on a cross to save mankind. Okay? He had a plan. He had a goal. In fact, he would even state things. I'm going to be doing this pretty soon. I'm going to be going here. He knew what he was going. He knew what he was going to accomplish. And he's had the greatest impact in our nation, in our world. You can look through history books. They'll talk about Jesus and the impact he's made on our world. Because he's the single greatest person that has made the biggest impact in our world. That has had the biggest effect in every area of our lives. You can track him back to a lot of different things. So, um, the greatest of your life is to invest it. Man, goals, they focus my life. They focus our lives. Paul says this in, in 1 Corinthians. He says, I don't run without a goal. I, I fight like a boxer who is hitting something, not just the air. He's saying, when I'm going to fight, I'm going to fight to win. When I'm going to do this, I'm, I'm all in. It's not just a dream. It's, it's, there's action there. I have a goal. I'm running with a goal. All right? Number four, goals keep me going. Goals keep me going. Um, I'm going to show this video. We played it before, and I didn't realize the quality is a little low, but just would you watch this video? Sorry about the quality. Whoa, that's not good. Oh, I don't need this. I'm already late. Somebody will come. Anybody out there? Do you have a phone? No. Sorry. Somebody! Hello! 
There are two people stuck on an escalator, and we need help. Now, would somebody please do something? Believe this. You gotta be kidding me. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> well, there's nothing else left to do, is it? Hello? Hey, don't worry about it. I'll fix it in a second. <laughs> he said he could fix it. <laughs> All right. All right. That's more like it. He says he can fix it. to believe because this happens all around us all the time even to me sometimes we get stuck and we're waiting for somebody else to do something where the answer is just take a step start moving forward how do you accomplish big goals you keep moving forward goals keep us moving forward they keep moving us on you know they, they found that um the holocaust when this happened with nazi germany you know millions of, of, of jews and other christians and other people got killed in these concentration camps well, they did a study about the survivors, and what they found is the ones that survived, they had something to look forward to. They had a goal. They had a reason to live. They had a reason to keep, um, to keep straining, to keep living and existing. They had a goal. See, goals are really important. Um, they, they keep us focused. They, they keep us on, on track. Some goals, they keep us moving forward. See, we think sometimes success is just one giant leap. It's not. It's many tiny steps. Success is many tiny steps leading up to something really significant and large. You know, we can, we can look at it like this. If you had a, a major surgery in your life in the hospital, they don't just tell you the, for the next day, right, get up and start running. No. They, they make sure you can, you, first you can see straight. They, they want to make sure you're doing okay. And they put all these little goals and all these little tests to make sure that you're going to be able to function. You know, can you just sit up? All right, that's a great, that's a great goal. That's, that's wonderful. Next one, can, can, you, um, can you stand up without falling down? Can you walk? Can, can you go to the restroom? Can you take a shower? And all these little things that they put out there lead up to a larger goal of being able to become healthy again. The little steps that, that lead us to a larger goal of being healthy. It's the same way in life. As we take these steps, we become healthier and healthier each, each step we take. And God invites us and says, hey, goals, they keep us moving forward. They keep us moving. If you don't have a goal, you can get stuck and you could blame everybody else for being stuck. But it's not their fault if you don't have a goal and a reason, a, a place to be and a place to walk. See, goals help us keep moving. The next thing is goals build our character. The goals build my character. See, while you're working on a goal, God is working on you. Goals build our character. When we put goals out there and we put deadlines, now we're, we're man, we've got we to gotta work towards those things. And they challenge us because there's some days it's really difficult and it's really hard. So while you're working on your goal, God is working on you. Goals build us. We need, we need progress on our goals. Yeah, it takes time it, it's to keep walking, to keep moving forward. So while you're working, God is working on you. Um, and then um, one of the things I think you have to understand about this is, is failure happens. 
In fact, success does not come without failure. Whether it's your failure or somebody else's failure, we learn from failure because it helps us figure out what works and what doesn't work. And when you have a long-term goal, you won't be so discouraged by little setbacks because you understand, okay, this is, man, it took me back two steps, but my long-term goal is that way. I'm going to keep moving that way. And we don't let little things discourage us and stop us because we understand we have a larger goal that we're striving for, we're working towards. In fact, in Job, uh, Job, Job was saying, um, there's this part, of it, it, he goes to this really difficult time in life, and the story is great, um, where, where the end of the story is great. The middle, the beginning is not very fun because he loses everything. But he says, I almost didn't make it. Like, I didn't make, I, I almost gave up and almost quit. And the reason he was able to keep going is because, he, the, he says that he almost gave up is because he didn't have a goal. He didn't have a reason to wake up and to live. He was so discouraged. If you don't have a goal, you will give up. So here's number six, all right? So why are goals so important? Good goals will be rewarded. In fact, in Proverbs, what it says, it says good goals will be rewarded. That's right out of, the, out, of, out of Proverbs. If your goal is good, you'll be respected, you'll be honored. Why? Because it's going to lead to good results. It's going to lead to good results. On the back of your paper, there's more um, questions. We're not going to get to that. You can get online and get the, 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 um, the answers to that. Or um, I will maybe go on this week and I'll create, create the rest of the, the, the little teaching part, do a, a second part of this. But today I just want to wrap up with these things, these six things, okay, that why goals are so important. I mean, they, they, they help us, okay? They're, they're a spiritual responsibility. They keep us moving forward. They're, they will be rewarded. In our lives, when, when we have the right goals, they're going to help us to do the right things to get to the right place. And people then begin to say, wow, you guys are moving. You guys are doing something. You're accomplishing with life. Because they keep us focused, our energy is focused, and we be able, we're able to accomplish something and do something. So if you're here today, here's where we want, we believe it always starts, all right? If, if, you're, if you're here and, and you've been maybe um, far from God, maybe you're new to church and you really don't know uh, much about God, the first step is always to make things right with God first. That's always the first step. So we are all about helping people to know that God has a plan for their lives. God has a plan for your life. And the way you find that out is you take that first step in relationship towards him. See, he's already taken a big step towards us by coming and dying on that cross. And now his invitation for us to take a step towards him. So when we talk about goals and being healthy for these next seven weeks, we want to we see people. The reason we, we're going through this series is because we want to see people succeed. And we want to see people uh, have, have a great life where they're successful in all these different major areas of, of our lives. But if we don't have a plan and we don't make goals to get there, We'll never accomplish those things. And so he invites us. So healthy people, they do healthy things. The first thing is to set goals. So today, if you're here, all right, maybe, maybe you're, you have questions about God. Maybe you've gone through something difficult. You're in that season of discouragement. You know, we've all been there. We want to give up. Don't give up. Keep walking. In fact, you know the secret to get through hell when you're going through hell? You keep walking. You keep going. You don't stop. Because there are seasons in our life where we go through something that feels just like hell. You don't camp out and stay there. That's not a wise thing. You keep walking and say, I'm going to push through this. I'm going to get through this. And in that, our character could be built and be strengthened. Was it easy to start a church in Santa Fe? No. Were there days that I was discouraged and didn't want to do it? Yes. But what do you do? We have a goal. We have a deadline. We have a date. So we push through and say, we keep moving forward. And you know what? I am so grateful. And in some ways, it's way beyond what I ever thought or imagined. It's bigger. It's better because I, had a big, because I have a big God. 
And when we, when we let our, our imagination say, God, you're a big God, so these goals that we set can be big. When we know God is a big God, we set big goals. When we think God is a small God, we set small goals. When we have no God in our lives, we typically have no goals because life is really not leading anywhere. And so today I want to encourage you, if you're here today, the first step is to say, you know what, God is, he's big. And he wants to be your friend. He wants to invite you into this relationship. He wants to transform your life. You know, this series is called Transformed. This idea that he takes you from where you are, you know, maybe you kind of feel like maybe a little caterpillar, you know, in a cocoon, and he transforms you into this beautiful thing, a butterfly. And he takes our lives, and then what might look ugly to some, maybe been, been challenging, and he can create something beautiful out of it. If you're here today, I would like invite you to take that first step towards God. You know, if you're going through life and you're saying, I really don't have a lot of goals, he wants you to set goals. He wants to help you set these goals. But the first step is to say, God, help me to know what goals to set. Help me to do this. Would you do me a favor? Would you close your eyes today as we, we close service? If you're here today and, and um, you just need a fresh start, you know, we talked about people that recommit their lives. This is what we mean. It's a time in our service where we say, God, we want to follow your lead. We believe that you died on that cross to show us a better way, that you came to create a new, new people out of us. And we want, we want that for our lives. So the Bible it says that if we confess with our, with our mouths that, that Christ, he died on that cross, but he's a, he lives again. If we confess our sins and we believe that he's alive, that we're new, made into new people, that God forgives us. And that's the first step that he invites us to do. Is he says, would you take that step towards me and just admit that you need help? One of the big things is pride. It, it keeps us back. He has big plans for your life. If you begin just to invite him in to lead you and help you with those things. If you're here today and you, you need prayer um, and you want to pray this prayer, it's a simple prayer that just says, God, help me. I invite you to lead my life. If that's you, would you, would you do me a favor and just lift your hands so I can see it so I know I'm praying with somebody? Awesome. Awesome. I see a couple hands. Very cool. Anybody else? I'd also like to pray that same, I, I invite you to lead me and help me. Awesome. For you that, that raise your hand, I'm going to lead you in prayer that just invites God to say, help me. Help me have big goals. Help me to see you as a big God. Forgive me of my part in this. Help me to have a fresh start. And the Bible says that when, when we believe this and pray this and give our lives to God, he creates something new out of us. And then you begin to expect this new creation to begin to come forward and, and show up in your life. So would you pray this with me? All right, if you raise your hand, with the rest of us, would you kind of encourage them in praying with us? Say, Father God, I believe that you are a good God. I need your help today. Would you forgive me for getting off track, for messing up my life, for the decisions I have made that are wrong, for my sin? I believe you died on that cross for me. And I believe you're alive today to help me. Would you come and lead me? Help me to be more like you. Help me to think like you. Help me to act like you. I invite you to lead me today. I will follow you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.